It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I'm Renee Main and I'm going to welcome in one of the most incredible minds that I know. He is out of this world and I feel so grateful to even know this man. Every time we talk and we catch up, you leave inspired you he makes you feel happier he makes you feel like a better human being he is for me just the pioneer of entrepreneurship he was an entrepreneur before it was even cool and it's just the way he's wired it's just the way it runs through his veins it's it's his mind it is just who he is and I'm so excited that I will be sharing him with you today. He is Shark Tank Success. He is the creator of Higgs. He is an award-winning businessman. And he has been behind so many renowned Australian celebrities and personal brands. He is such a behind-the-scenes guy and um, that's just really who, who he is and, you know, and that's something that I love about him most is that, you know, his humility and he is so humble. He is the guy from Alice Springs and... He is the ultimate family man. He is just a beautiful creature and I know that you guys will absolutely love him as well. And hello. Hello, young lady. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm just going to turn it up a little bit. Give me two seconds. There we go. Oh, uh, we got there in the end. A few technical glitches, but what do you do? That's all right. <laughs> Maybe don't so mind while I have my first coffee of the day. Is it your first one? Nice, nice. I just That's haven't a had a chance. In the day. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much right. for coming on. I know you've had a few headaches, your end, in terms of the internet tower going on, but it is just the true representation of the character that you are like you never give up and your word is your absolute wand 
I'll get there, I'll get there in the end. <laughs> I tell you what, I've got a plain background here. I'm going to make sure I dolly it up next time like yours. Look at the back of that. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> see this here, this painting here. You know where I got it. You can't really see it because it's all cut off a little bit. But if I kind of do that. Yeah. yeah. Can you see it there? I yeah. got that last time I was in Alice Springs. <laughs> no way. That's fun. That's crazy. I tell you, I'm going to have to put some heads up in the background or just hang some stuff up here. Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, that's what I'm doing. I might just get a multicolored pack of heads just up the back there just to, just oh, to give it some color. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's, 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 that's the Aussie. That's the one love right there. That's... <laughs> I have seen uh, the rainbow coloured buns before. I was no. saying in your intro about your hegs and but I wanna ask you, Scotty, is you have so many different ideas that run through your head and every single time we catch up and talk, this you're doing something new. And Hex has been the one thing that I feel like has stayed around and has been a major focus for you. So tell me, what is it about Hex that lights you up so much? Yeah, well, I, I think it's funny. Uh, you, you go back 20, 20 odd years ago when we, when we worked together back in the, the cruise ship days, you know, and uh, that's where the idea started then. I we, we put the very first internet cafe into Alaska and, so all these little ideas uh, have been through, but they've always been involved in the, in the tourism industry, I guess, uh, through the casinos, the convention centres, uh, the cruise ships, uh, always been about sales and personality and, and welcoming people. And suddenly uh, to go into the Heg world was a completely different ballgame. And it's not mm. something you can just, just think of and start and then stop. Uh, once you, mm. you move into the manufacturing world, you, you've got tooling and, and all that side. So yes, it has stayed around because it just has to keep growing. Every time we get orders and every time we scale to another country, uh, it's just yeah. more assets and bigger business. Um, and it's one of those, oh, it's just amazing. It just touches everyone because it's in everyone's backyard. It's not, I haven't invented nanotechnology. I haven't invented something that no one else can do. And, and I guess it's captivated a lot of people because they think, oh, if that bloke can sell a peg with a hook, what can I do? Mm, and that's sort of where it's just breaking a little bit your end, Scotty. So I think you're back now. Okay. Um, so the sound was breaking up. So you have one of the Hegs right there. And for those of you who don't know the Heg, it is a peg with a hook. Yeah. It is, yeah. And for those who don't know Hegs, um, they're called Hegs Pegs. And the story behind it, um, as, as I just mentioned a minute ago, my background is in sort of general management and, and people and people and tourism. Uh, but uh, putting the washing out in the backyard, I uh, picked up my wife's black dress, had a couple of little straps on there, and I went to hang it up over the line and realised that you were going to end up with line marks, you end up with peg marks, uh, end up with sun marks because it was a black dress. Uh, and I looked up and I saw a little peg sitting up there and I went, why is there not a couple of hooks on that and we can actually hook these two straps on? And that was really where it started. But I did the same thing, Renee, as I, I think a lot of people do, and, and that's nothing for about four months. Uh, it took me a long time to come back to it. I, I, so many people have great ideas, 
and they never actually moved to the next step. And that was me again. And I've, and I've done it so many times and I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to do something about this because I realized my kids um, skirts and my business pants and my jeans and anything with a little belt loop through it, where you put your belt through could be hooked up. And I went, well, how can nobody have put a hook on a peg before when 40% of your washing can be hooked up? It was just, it was strange. Yeah. Yeah, so then I uh, jumped down, I got, a, I got a cup of coffee and uh, I sat down and uh, in front of the computer and I, I typed into Google, uh, pegs with hooks. Uh, yeah. And there was uh, 348,000 images that came up. Uh, and I sat there thinking, well, what do I do now? Somebody's already had the idea. Uh, and before I was defeated on it, I just went, oh, well, I've got a nice hot cup of coffee. I'll just click on the first image and I'll just go yeah. one image at a time. So. I literally sat here pressing my arrow button and watched the images one, two, three, watched about 4,000 images. And then yeah. I kept getting faster. I was, the button was getting faster. I was going, hey, there's no hooks here. There's no hooks here. So anyway, I got to about 4,000 images and realized none of them had a hook on it. They were actually grabbing the word pegs from Google and just showing me a bunch of pegs. Mm, mm. I want to ask That's you, I love it. I love it. I want to ask you is because you said that you did nothing for four, four months. And I see, I look at you and you like have so many ideas as we all do. And, but you act on a lot of them. So when you say that you actually stood still for a little bit and didn't act on it, it's surprise. Well, it actually just, you know, makes you human a little bit more. Because, you know, they often kind of put you into this, you know, superhero little little package um, in everything that you do. Because I see you as the ultimate innovator and you do always take action. But I want to ask you, I'm curious about what questions do you ponder when you have an idea and for you to act on them, what what takes it from what what have what things what ducks have to be in a row for you to yep. for you to take it from an idea and implementation yeah i've asked myself that uh, numerous times um for a bit of background on myself i guess in since the the days of the ships is um uh, no internet uh, or cafe in alaska with the internet cafe so built an internet cafe i got back to australia uh, there was no uh, transportable toilets for the events world. Uh, so I bought a, yeah. a built a transportable toilet company. Um, yeah. There was no, put ice skating rink in the middle of Alice Springs in the middle of summer. And then I, yeah. I've done all these things. And, and it was only about uh, three years ago, um, a little bit of personal information here, but I was in the shower and I, uh, and I thought, wonder what is it? Why do I do what I do? And why um, do other people do what they do? And I started to formulate uh, a bit of an idea, a bit of a cycle. I go, well, why did I do that? And then why did I do that? And then why did I do that? And I realized they were all solution-based problems. So they all had a problem and a solution could be met. Um, and yeah. so I went, okay, well, actually, that's actually why did I have the idea? And then the idea itself, not the idea mm -hmm. first, because a lot of people think, oh, I had an idea. I said, well, no, you didn't. You had a yeah. problem. Yes. And then the, you, you created the... Uh, the idea behind the idea behind it so that then i started formulating this up and i and i put a bit of an acronym to it and i'm happy to uh, share this with you today because um i think most people in life are somewhere in this this cycle and i call it the mm. winning cycle 
winning, which is why, idea, network, no man's land, innovate, now the how, and go for it, winning. And I'll break that down into, into sections. And, and then I realize that's where I am. So why did I have the idea in the first place? Well, that's the obvious, yeah. and that's where most people will get. Um, but the big one is the third one, and then the fourth one. The, the third one is network. So you ask the question of why do I do it, how do I do it? I actually go and network the hell out of my ideas. I ask everyone, I say, oh, what do you think? And by the way, I call the network phase the research phase because a lot of innovation and a lot of ideas actually die at the network stage because you ask a family member and the family member yes. says, yeah, nah. or a yeah. boyfriend or a wife or a husband and, and they, oh, it's going to cost too much. I was gonna... So be very careful that that network stage is actually just mm. a filter. Ask everyone. Yeah. Old people, young people, men, women, yeah. doesn't really matter. And don't take any of it for granted. Uh, don't take any results. So I, I do that with everything. Every single idea I have, I throw it into the network stage and I don't take anything out of it. And then mm. is the hard part, which is the second end. And that's what I call no man's land. And this, uh, I'll take you back 100 years to Gallipoli. You know why you're there. Mm. You know the idea you have to do. And you have your network, which you've got all the all the blokes in the trenches, I suppose. And then what you're about to do is you're about to come out of those trenches and tell everyone about your idea. And this is where it gets tricky because the first thing that happens, you know what happens? No, that's too expensive. No, it's been done before. No, that's a stupid idea. So it's no, 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 which is bang, 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 bang. You're coming out of the trenches. And the first blokes, they fall, they die. They go, okay, yeah, you're right. No, no good. But the second batch keep moving forward and then they go, yeah. they get the bullets whizzing past and they get no, no, no. And they get a little little bit of barbed wire cuts and those sort of things. And, and, and they keep going, they go, you know what? I'm still going until bang, they yeah. get one in the leg. It's just the one thing that says, I can't take my idea further. It's that the bank said no, or, or the boyfriend said no, or whatever it ends up being. And what they do then is they go down on one knee and they go, this is too hard. I'm not going to move forward. If I just lay low, no one's going to notice me. I'll come up with another idea another day and I just won't go forward. And then there's the last group. They continue through mm. and jump into that trench and that's when they move into the innovation stage. So myself, to answer your question, is where I always think of myself, where am I in this cycle? Um, and I'm not saying every idea is a good idea, but I'm certainly not going to stop at the network stage. I'm only going to stop if I don't hit the trench. Yeah. And then I go into now the how, the how's the easy part, and then go for it after that. But I've always sort of lived by that. I've now given it a bit of a cycle title so I know where I'm at uh, in my ideas or in my businesses or even with friends. You know, I'm looking at them. I go, right, where, where are you at? And they'll go, oh, I was going to go to the bank. I go, okay, well, now you're in the network stage. Or I did it and then I couldn't sell it. Oh, well, actually, you're in the innovation stage. Yes. So I, I use that a lot. Uh, and that's probably in in long to answer that question. That's how I how I work. Mm. Mm. I love that. And that's you just you touched on some such important pieces there. Is that you know when we talk about like innovation, that was actually that by the time you actually asked yourself several questions before you got to the innovation stage, which I think a lot yes. of people would do at the beginning and yeah. I feel like today in 
the entrepreneurial world is that when you first started, Scotty, is that it was, I see a problem and this is how I, what, what I can bring to the table to fix it. Where now I don't feel like it's like that. It's like, well, an entrepreneur is, well, this is what I bring to the table and let's just roll with that. Yes. Yep. And very quickly you can see not what's going to work and what's not going to work because I don't think you never know that. Um, but mm. you, you sort of have to think about, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, what's your exit strategy? Um, whenever you start, what's your exit strategy? Um, and a lot of people go, oh, when it's, when it's worth 10 million. And I go, well, yeah. no, no, no. An exit strategy has actually not got a dollar value on it. An yeah. exit strategy is, are you happy in life? Um, do you only want to work three years? Um, do you want to make $100 million? So there's a lot of questions in it, but automatically people go straight to the dollar. Oh, I'm going to sell for that. Whereas actually what you do need to think about the day you start is your exit strategy. You do just a little, just, it could be, and by the way, this can change all the time. Um, you know, one minute it's, uh, oh, I want to get out of it so I don't have to work. But then when you make enough money, you don't have to work. So do you want to keep it? So they, that can change, but you've got to have something, some sort of goal. It's, it's a goal at the end of the day, but there's definitely an exit strategy from the very beginning. Mm. And mine was, and I'll give you mine, um, was when I was out there at the line four months later and I got the heg. And I thought, how am I going to market this? So one day in 50 years time, when I'm on my deathbed, or the kids take over the business, that they'll remember what it is. And so my exit strategy was the psychology of changing everyone's um, thoughts to not using pegs anymore and using pegs. Yeah. Could that be possible? Could, could, could it actually be possible that in 160 years of never, 1853 was the last change of a peg. It went from a, a, a wood to had a spring in the middle. So 160 years, it's done nothing else. So now I thought, well, maybe in 160 years, we don't have pegs. They don't exist. Pegs could be the new name. So I know that sounds cocky. It sounds fun, but that's an exit strategy. That's my exit strategy. Yeah. Mm, mm. I want to ask you, Scotty, is you spoke about the exit strategy and, you know, are you happy? Are you all of these things? I'm curious to know what is your definition of success? What does it look like to you? Uh, they, they look like uh, a nine and 11-year-old and girls and they're my daughters. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think success uh, is a money factor. I don't even, I know there's this whole work-life balance thing. Um, I know that's really out the door sometimes. <clears throat> I think success is if you can, <clears throat> if you can have your core team, which is your core family, happy at school, uh, happy in their own roles. Uh, you've got your own personal working team happy. Um, that yeah. to me is success. Um, I don't think you can put a dollar value on this. There's obviously dollar success. And I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say that's not something that is not what I think about. Of course it is, because that's retirement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I yeah. certainly think along the way, have a lot of fun with it as well. And <clears throat> I think quite often we forget to our milestones um, every now and then. Like I signed a, a contract, um, an international contract, massive thing. I went, yep, dum dum, and, and filed it. And, and then the next day I went, I didn't tell anyone. We didn't just tell them that we just signed this this international contract in 15 languages for 38 countries. And, and we didn't even, the team were like, yep, yeah, just continue to get on with work. And then we all went, wait a second. 
And so those tiny milestones, yeah, that, that's success. Uh, if you can rattle the ding or the dong for every time you do something, get somewhere, secure something, make something, I think you'd be really surprised at how much success you have. Um, and we started to do that where we go, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's a win, it's ding, ding. And then you suddenly, oh, wow, we had like 31 wins this week. And, you know, whereas you would think you didn't have any wins because you didn't sell the $100,000 contract or whatever it is. Hmm. Yeah. So that's my definition of success, I guess, is that just always look for it. You actually have to look for it, nearly. It's, uh, otherwise, it's yeah. just gone. And, and it is Sweet. not as successful for you. But other people would look in and go, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's um, someone, uh, that was a question that someone, an audience member asked at the jam last week. And, um, you know, and I feel the same, you know, and in my poem that my spoken word piece that I delivered, you know, I spoke about how for a long time success was always outside of me and something that I was constantly striving for but it actually leaves you feeling really incomplete every single day. And as for me, finding that pleasure and that fulfillment every single day, that for me is success. And because otherwise everything is so outside of you and it's so future-based and it's not in the present moment, right? Absolutely. And you remember the days that uh, we were working, it was always targets, numbers, targets, numbers, targets, numbers. Did they ever talk about us? No. No. Did they ever talk about the people? No. It was targets and numbers. And I, I think there's a time, uh, there is obviously an element of that, but uh, it's very, it's changed. The world's changed in that way. I, I think it's all about um, the extension of, and I, I guess that was where even the Heggs, I went, how do I make people talk about this in the backyard at a barbecue? because they love yeah. it, they become it, they're part of it. It's their story, it's not just our story or my story. It's um, the Aussie story, the, the, the common peg with a hook story, the, the inventor's story, the entrepreneur's story. So you want people to go, I've got this idea, you know that bloke that did that little peg with a hook, you know, that's, it's their story. And hopefully they do their ideas and create their ideas because of this little baby. Mm. Mm, absolutely. I love that. And um, I want to know what is turning you on right now? Well, this little baby. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, not this is a picture or anything, but to give you an idea, what's happened with Heggs now is we have lots of entrepreneurs and innovators coming to us in the laundry space saying, oh, I've got an idea. So we're working with them on bringing their ideas um, to market now. So this is actually invented by two electricians, two blokes. And it's called Grippy. Yeah, what is it? And yeah. if you can see the little slot in there, yeah. you put on your line and you can just put your socks up and all your smalls and bibs oh. and dishwashing clothes and all that really quick. It's, it's just slot, 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 slot. Nice and easy, nice and quick. And this is patented by two Aussie electricians. So and that that just launched in um, just launched in Woolworths on Monday actually so Australia across Australia but and then we've got another a lady from Queensland a, a sixty odd year old that I'm working with and um, another one that was on Shark Tank uh, in the laundry that we're yeah. working with so we so it's no longer I guess Heggs the brand itself we've actually if you can sort of see it we've taken off the peg side Heggs is now 
become the sort of we're giving it to the people and then if they have an idea they can then bring their ideas to market so i think that so to answer your question what turns me on that is the fact that mm. these this, these electricians had an idea for three years and just couldn't get it you know across the line into market um and same with the lady with seven years of her idea so i'm enjoying working with them and i'm enjoying um Molding their ideas, creating names, creating brands, creating personality. Mm. That's what I'm doing right now. It's just, and it's something that you're so gifted at. And the way you, the way you help and guide other people, you have been doing that for as as long as I have known you. Like it is seriously, I feel like it's your innate gift because. You are constantly helping others and whether it's within your business, whether it's any charity work that you're doing, um, it's something that um, you just couldn't not do, could you, really? It's just who you are. It's a big no. part of who you are. No. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I could. Um, okay. You go. Go. No, you're right. It's um, I don't know why that is. I it probably stems back from mum and dad, you know, Rotary and Red Cross, um, and I don't know. Being a boy from the bush, born in Alice Springs, it was just uh, just one of those places that we were very family orientated and uh, lots of ideas. Of oh, there was no TV, there was no, it was just none of that. Um, so you just had to create all the time. I, I, I not that I can remember specifically anything from there, but I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. And then traveling the world, as you know, like um, going around. But I know I do enjoy that. I think it's very, uh, very empowering to see someone else succeed. Uh, talking about success, I think it's even better to see someone else succeed mm. and success. And I wish there was someone to help me with this back in my day. And I'm just glad I'm able to assist and help some other people uh, get their ideas. You know, not just on shelf, but just just created. I'm dealing with one that knows them. They haven't got any money. They're not gonna. They're not gonna put it on shelf. They're not gonna grow it. But they just want it in their hand. It was an idea of theirs. So if they can just get a sample in their hand, well, then they're happy as well. Mm. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Come a long way. We've uh, changed. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Amazing, still very much the same as well, Scotty. Still very much the same. Yeah. It's true. And I've enjoyed watching uh, your progress as well. It's uh, been an amazing journey. It really has. It's, uh, it's exciting. You just froze on I said it's been an amazing, amazing journey. Watching your progress has been an amazing journey to see and your passion for what you do. And everyone listening to me out here about this, it's the same in Renee's world with your passion for your products, but not even your products. It's your vision about helping other people. It's your vision to assist. It's your vision to create people and give them the spark. Um, I mean, it's what it's all about. And I'm proud to be here today talking to you about that. Thank you, Scotty. You are such an incredible man. And I just love watching everything that you do. I want to ask you, it's a question that I've not asked anyone before, but I just want to, I'm curious as to your answer. Is it what, if you could go back and like tell yourself something when you were younger or whatever early stages of business or whatever it is, what would you be really called? What would you tell yourself? Probably 
the fact that I actually gave, I bring it back to this actually, Tucker Tucker, and I go, if I hadn't opened my mouth uh, back in uh, 1989 uh, and said to a friend that I wanted to travel to Japan, my life would be very different now. Uh, mm. If I had just been quiet and thought, oh, I'd love to go to Japan, but didn't actually open my mouth and say, I want to do this. Because what happens when you open your mouth and say, I want to do this, is other people want to help you. Yes. And so that led, so I want to go to Japan, led for me to be in the mountains of Japan, which then led for me to be in Miami, which then led to be on the ships, which then led to be. So, you know, and every time I wanted to, and the ships was the same. I went fishing with a bloke. Uh, that's how I ended up on the, on the cruise lines was fishing with a bloke one day. And I got back and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to, um, be on the carnival cruise lines. And he said, actually, I, that's not what I, I meant to say. I, he goes, what are you doing tonight? But I happen to go, Tucker, I want to be on those, on those big ships. And he said, well, I'd come in. My brother-in-law is the director of operations. Seven days later, I'm in the Bahamas. So, you know, if I could say something to myself back then is tell people what you want. Because if you tell them what you want, you're probably going to get it. Mm. So then I'm curious to know, what would you say about a saying that is rife and I still hear it a lot to this day, especially in the speaking circuit, what would you say then about the term tall poppy syndrome? It's, it's, um, it's there. There is no doubt about it, but it evolves around money. That's my own personal view is that everyone I find there's so many people want to help you. I, I don't know anyone that actually doesn't want to help you, but as soon as you look successful, as soon as you get that little element of, uh, of, of success and fame, uh, there's certainly are people that do that, uh, that go, you know what? I don't know what it is. We've had it ourselves with a couple of people in the, in the Hegs world going, Oh, okay. Now they've, they sold 25 million eggs and they say, oh, you must be rolling in money. Oh, yeah, I wish I was. <laughs> but they do. As soon as they see a volume, they see you, you got um, uh, 10,000 followers. Well, oh, wow, look at you. Uh, you got 25 million eggs. Oh, geez, you must make a lot of money. Um, oh, you, so there's this perception of volume. Um, whereas I could say I've got 100 followers and I did and I sold 20 of this, it could be worth a hell of a lot more than that, but it's this perception of volume. I definitely think it's there. I, th I, I believe it's changing, uh, but I believe, uh, and it's certainly on the ground level, on the ground level, no tall poppy syndrome in Australia. I think there's so many people want to help you. It's great. Yeah. It's just when you start making a bit of cash, getting a bit of fame, yeah. uh, there's definitely that element. Um, and I don't know why we do that. I, I don't quite understand it because in America, America's a great example. My God, they just back anyone with success. You got success. I want to follow you. I want to be there with you. I want to, I want to learn from you. I want to hear what you've got to say. I want to know how you did it. Um, I want to, you know, they do that. Whereas we're very much, we go all, all that. And then we go, nah. And they, and we come back down a little bit. Not everyone, of course. I'm not talking about everyone, but there's certainly elements of it. I'm not sure. What do you think? What, do you believe in it much? What was that? Sorry. What about yourself? Do you find that in your world? Um, 
you know, when you were talking there, I was like, you know what, like you were talking about rolling around in cash. And my first thought was, I want you to be rolling around in cash. Like <laughs> I want to yeah. be rolling around in cash. I actually want everybody to be rolling around in cash. And um, I think we see, we see what we want to see. And, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, like when I just express whatever I'm feeling in that moment. And I've had an old friend that once said to me, you are out there. Like you are batshit crazy. And he went, I'll give it to you, Renee. I'll give it to you. You are nuts. And I was just like, but we all are. Like we all are. It's just whether we choose to express it or not express it. It is always there, you know, within us. And um, I don't know, people talk about it a lot, but I feel like the more I stand in my truth and own who I am without shame, remorse or apology, then I don't give a fuck. Absolutely. And you know what? Surround yourself by those people. Yeah. yeah that, that, you, if nothing else in life, I've learned you surround yourself with those positive people, text those positive people, message those positive people, because they're going to positively message and text you back. Yeah. You know, whereas the yeah. negative ones, you just go, oh, it's so hard. You just go. Yeah. So I agree with you. I, I think they're there. Um, you just have to choose whether you want to be uh, connected with them, uh, part of them. Or just block them. (laughs) Like it really is because it does, it does breed, it does breed that way. And it's, um, it's a shame because, you know, again, I go, and I shouldn't say America, America, but they're very good at that side of it. It's like, they want you to have cash because when you have cash, Hey, could you lend me some cash? And then I'm going to build something. And then I'm going to give my cash to the next person. And then I'm going to give my cash to the next person. They have very much that you're successful. I'll be successful. And I'm going to make someone successful mentality which yes. I love, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's what it should be all about because if I, you know, end up making some cash and you want to invest in other people and see them succeed. And uh, it is, and I've got lots of stories of my mentors. You know, I, I don't personally get mentored uh, directly, but um, I listen and I keep my eyes and ears open of, of people out there and they're not the big ones. Mm. They're not the Richard Bransons. Mm. Um, yeah. They're not those people. They're local. They're ones that employ 200 electricians. They're, they're the ones that pay their rates. They're the ones that are fighting for tax. You know, those ones, they're really important. Um, so quite often we, we wrap ourselves up in the big, huge people, which, you know, you need a couple of them on your books, but uh, really get down to grassroots and see who's in your industry and, and follow them. That's how I, you know, I do all the time. I, I talk to manufacturers and governments and uh, uh, all the time, just trying to find out the next angle and what's going on. Yeah, but it's exciting. I said uh, now I, I, I deal in a in a world of uh, manufacturing. I've uh, um, a world of tech, uh, as you know, um, LoFo and uh, that side. Uh, a world of cryptocurrency, a world of um, manufacture uh, buildings, a world of so. I have, uh, it's an interesting dynamic now. It's it's changed from just a peg with a hook, and it's uh, it's gone further, which is uh, I enjoy moving my mind to different things as well. 
Yeah, and that's it. I actually seen, I don't know where, I must, might have been on your page or something of that. What are you doing with cryptocurrency at the moment? Yeah, well, uh, we've, the overall company that uh, all the, the companies are under is uh, Flint Ventures, which Flint Ventures then, um, it's Spark, Spark, of course, everything starts with the Spark, Flint. Um, so Flint Ventures uh, is then sort of overarching all the different companies that I'm involved with. But uh, the cryptocurrency world, we've got an, an anonymous uh, platform, an anonymous journalist platform that uh, we're launching worldwide. Um, uh, LOFO is the uh, very first global lost and found centralized system, mm-hmm. uh, never been done before, uh, which is pretty amazing that uh, top 100 tech companies of the world have never focused on the one thing that affects every single person in the world. Uh, we lose stuff and we find stuff. So that's exciting where that's going. Uh, and then I have do, do um, yeah, and then we're, we're launching an ICO world where we're, we're actually going to be working with people on bringing ICOs to market. Uh, but anyway, that's for another day. It's, uh, it's exciting. We get, get approached by lots of people and it's just that lateral thinking of what are they doing? Where are they at? What do they want to do? Where are they? Where do they want to exit? Uh, and then just work through that process with them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And I always bring it back to this, you know, I, I do. because If I can just keep it humble and real enough to go, I don't care how complicated your idea is. Um, at the end of the day, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. Um, yeah. You've just got to figure out the connection of that on who we're talking to, how we make it, whether it's that or tech, um, how we market it, whether it's uh, online or visual merchandising, um, how to distribute it, whether it's uh, speed or logistics, um, how to um, market it, you know, so it's, they're all the same. They're just different beasts on how you actually do it. Yeah, absolutely. The sound Keep me busy, Ray. Keep me busy. I know, keeping you out of mischief, Scotty. Um, it is. Yeah. I want to ask you, just before we wrap up, because the sound is kind of dropping in and Sorry out now. That. I no, think it's that tower. Yeah, that's all right. I'm just curious to know is that what you've got two girls, I've got two girls, they're the same age. And I know that so your older one is going into high school next year, I assume. Yes, correct. Yeah. I want to ask you what is the one thing, or maybe it's a couple of things, what do you really want to instill in your girls? What do you think it's important that they? embody and have yeah um very lucky to have two girls that just give everything a go um i think that's probably the main point that and i go back to the winning formula uh, the network stage where family and etc tell you no it's not a good idea and etc i pretty much give them all the the free reign to workshop ideas uh, like nothing else yes a couple get binned and yes a couple go on um, my oldest, who's 11, actually went to her very first business meeting um, only Friday last week, actually. And uh, her idea, she has 24 inventions, uh, of which uh, there's quite a lot of good ones. And uh, her, one of them is specifically is she's bringing to market. So we signed a contract on Friday for her um, yeah. on an idea. Um, so I go, you know, you know what? If it works, you ripper. If it doesn't, doesn't matter. She's got another 23. So the point is that I don't really stop them uh, doing anything. And same with Beck, my, my wife. We're very much just let them talk. 
Mm. Let them talk. Let them come up. They're the first ones that are going to either cut their idea and stop mm. it or continue mm. it or start the sport or stop it or mm. get their friends or cut their friends. So I don't really get involved in that side. They do it themselves. They, but mm. I will never, ever say that's not, I will never go into no man's land. No, that's not a good idea. No, that's yeah. too expensive. No, you can't do that. So I, I always make sure that we back them, back their ideas and help them uh, whichever way we can. Uh, so the, to answer the question, I guess, is don't say no. Uh, workshop their ideas, their sport. They won't talk to them about it because they quite often come up with the answer themselves. Yeah, <clears throat> so true, so true. I did this, actually, um, and I, that's a good point. I, I did this in social media world. Um, with uh, Olivia, instead of saying, no, you can't have Instagram or no, you can't have this. We talked about what the social media does and how do, how do they feel about it? Um, so, mm. you know, said, well, hey, how do you feel that this person did this? And, and in the end, they said, you know what? I don't want it. I said, oh, mm. great. Yeah. Delete it. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> they, they deleted it. They deleted it themselves. Instead of us saying, no, we don't like that. We, we you know, that's it. Mm. They they worked it out for themselves, and um, they decided to to stop all social media themselves. Not that they had much; it was just, they tested it for a week straight away. It was negative, and they went, "Nah, I don't like that." Stop. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. I love that, and that's again, it's just letting them have their airtime and and use their voice, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And just and rewording it, I, we don't have to say no. We you just have to. Sometimes they just need a little bit of time to think, and and you can give your point of view, even though you want that result, and you're probably going to give them that result. Uh, give your point of view, let them go away. If they come back and they still locked in, do it again. Eventually, you get there. But uh, yeah, we're very, when I say very good at that, I think we do a lot of that and then they end up making the right decision themselves, actually. Beautiful. I love, I could just spend hours talking to you. It just, it never feels like long enough. It's always an incredible conversation. And I was saying to Chris on Friday night and I was saying, guess who's on my show on Monday? And I was telling him and we were talking about you and... And I said, I can't wait. And he said, I can tell this guy makes you happy. I said, he does. He so makes me happy because Thank what you. you give to the world, it just, I just, I feel really blessed that we met and we met before you were doing, like yeah. you were still doing amazing shit, but we were just, you know, together in the crew bar or whatever, working or, you know, whatever. And I think, um, you know, and being, you know, one of the only, the very few Aussies that were on board. So, you know, it was always that instant connection. And beyond that is that you're from Alice. I had just moved away from Alice and, um, so I just, I feel Amazing. honored. I feel really blessed. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, it's great that we kept in contact. Mm, mm, it is. It is. And it is such a joy to watch you shine. 
and what you continue to do. And it amazes me that pegs, pegs can be this, you're exporting them like, you know, you're saying before, you know, so I want to so they I want to say worldwide, but um, are they available worldwide or selected countries? But let's say worldwide. Selected, um, yeah, America, know, yeah, America, America uh, Canada, and uh, it'll be 38 countries all through Europe. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you're doing this amazing thing, but you're still doing more. Like, that just blows yeah. my no. mind. And I feel sorry for Beck the day that you say, I'm retiring. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that's hoping it's soon, but uh, no. Look, I mean, you, you do it because you do it because you. Um, I guess you can right now, and uh, we're all striving for that retirement. Not to retire to sit there, but retire whichever makes you happy. Um, and, and mine would probably be to retire, so then I can assist and help and and just grow without having to worry about money, without having to worry about that. That'd be a wonderful feeling, I think, for anyone. Um, and I don't think anyone out there. Would not like to help people if they had uh, money in the bank and i guess that's what we're trying to get to in some way and whether it's through hegs or lofo or this sort of press so then can anyway there's a list of companies uh whether it's through any of those companies we'll wait and see yeah beautiful thank you so much for being on the show today scotty um i really appreciate it and sharing your wisdom um you can teach the entrepreneurs of today and tomorrow so much because you were an entrepreneur before it was cool and I think you've got you've got the checklist in the right order and um, I love what you said about the exit strategy and what that is and what that means and um, and your winning formula um, yeah you just you're such an amazing man and you're a true gift Thank you. I have to, uh, I got to get a few books to you. I haven't, I'm looking around going, I've got, I've got to send some books to you. I bet I don't think you've uh, got it yet. I, I don't have one. And do you know what, Scotty? I am ashamed I to say, I don't even own the Hegs yet. And every time I oh literally have washing, I know, I know, I feel guilty. I do. But that's I it. To... I'm gonna, I'm gonna send. I'll, you send me your address today. I was gonna send you some books and some hags. You can't, you can't have like that. <laughs> and I'll tell you I what, know, when it's I, up and running, I, I feel guilty every time I hang out a load of washing. It kills me. <laughs> I said, I tell you what, but in, in, for a, a show in the future, uh, I'd love to to get Olivia on and tell everyone about her idea. You're going to love it. You're going to, oh. you are going to love it. It's just like, <gasps> it's never been done. And yet every person uses them every day. It's amazing. Actually, I got to be honest with you. Uh, so we're going through the stages and when we're ready, uh, there you go. You can have a, have a little mini exclusive on that. Well, I'd missed that last bit, the sound. <laughs> I said, um, I said uh, when she's ready and when it's all solid and all fixed, I'll get her on your show and you can have a little mini exclusive with her. Oh, sounds divine. I will absolutely look forward to that day for sure. And um, 
Yes, I would, you know, I feel like I want to take the jam to Adelaide and um, it would be really cool to that day that that happens to share the stage with you and we can, um, yeah, share. That'll be wicked. Mm. Okay, Scotty, thank you so much for tuning in and, um, yeah, hopefully I'll get to see you soon and speak to you soon. Take care. Sounds good. Thanks very much. Mm. Bye. Bye, everybody. I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.